back with another episode of the anarchist experience episode 390 aka year eight week 18 coming at you this week as always i'm your host mr richie rich along with mc and right now uh we are doing this show around the time we would normally do it um last week got shuffled around a little bit uh this week it's going to be the normal time and there is potential that next week, uh, if you happen to like listening to the live show, which I know most of you don't because I see who pops in and out of the clubhouse, uh, just know that the live show is, the schedule is going to fluctuate uh, until something settles down as far as my other paying gigs go. Um, and we can talk about that a little bit. I was talking to MC about it prior to that. But right as of right now, um, the show happens on clubhouse around 4 p.m., Saturday afternoons, Eastern Standard Time. And there is a likelihood that the earliest we're going to be able to get started uh, in the next couple of weeks is going to be 4.30 p.m. Saturday afternoons, Eastern Standard Time. Um, And depending on my work schedule, that's either going to be the new permanent start time, or as we discuss more things behind the scenes here, uh, maybe an alternating schedule because I may not always be getting off of work at... uh, you know, in time to start the show at 4.30, I might be off sooner, in which case we can do the regular start time or maybe even earlier than that. Who fucking knows? Um, that being said, what is going on with you this week, MC? Uh, absolutely nothing. All right. I have a ton <laughs> of headlines because it was a good headline week. Um, I, I heard, um, okay, uh, I, it's a rumor that uh, Xi Z I can't even say his name, Xi Z Ping is... Uh, Missing, or maybe he's been uh, ousted from his his throne, and so uh, anyway, there's there's that drama that is unfolding, and we'll hopefully we'll get to see uh, that happen. That's um, kind of that's I want to call that breaking news. Yeah, because yeah, I thought he was it's, like it's a rumor, so you know how rumors on the internet goes. <laughs> but he's been he's been missing for a few days. <laughs> The the only the latest I heard on him at all was that he's you know lining up to be declared leader for life you know one of those titular rose roles in China yeah yeah maybe, he, maybe they maybe they told him yeah that's what's going to happen sure yeah that'll happen and then they okay. took him in the back room and <laughs> I mean I, I I want to believe it but at the same time who right yeah like yeah. you know the, the United States. Was it a CIA operation? They can't oh get no, that no, close. no! In, internal, internal. Okay, all, so okay, yeah. so internal, like it's a coup by who? And uh, the leadership in China. <laughs> okay, okay, yes, okay. I guess when I say by who, I don't need need specifics. I just there has been nothing, no international news about internal party turmoil. Right, it's like well, of course. <laughs> Actually, no there there has been a little bit. If you, there's a few YouTube channels that cover 
specifically China and their and their, uh, okay. their politics and what's going on. I mean, and, North Korea. You got you know Kim Jong whatever's younger sister. You know, they're like, oh, you do not want her, right? Like, if something bad <laughs> happens to him, you do not fucking want her. He is the better of know. two options. I don't know. I, it's like, at some point, uh, you know, uh, some some change may be necessary. And so, I mean, if, if you want something different to happen, if you want a different outcome. And so sometimes what I'm saying is sometimes you got to get go, go like really bad, like, uh, you know, Nazi Germany before you can get uh, sane people in there. <laughs> okay. And I guess... On the chi- on the China side of things, when it, you know again by who, it doesn't seem like things are all that bad for the for the Chinese political elite right now, right? You know, we I, I don't know we. Hmm. Yeah, well, it's 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 hard to say. I'm, I'm sure a lot of them got involved in the latest uh, real estate scams that that just the real estate bubble that just burst. Okay. Um, and so basically they're they're looking at it like okay now i've got nothing and and the, you know except except for the the party but the party isn't isn't helping out right now you know so so it it really could be that um that enough of them were hurt in this you know economic downturn and and so they're they're going to want change and they're to going to want to take, on- take not not necessarily to blame it, but just it's it's you know sets things in motion, you know. Like, all right, and yeah, I mean, just rationally thinking, all these crazy lockdowns are you know not not doing any good for the country at all. And um, yeah, yeah, I you're right about that. And China keeps doubling down on their you know zero COVID policy to their own economic detriment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't. I guess in my mind. On the na- on the international stage, it doesn't seem like China is faring all that poorly, right? Like the United the United States political elite are nervous about China, which is why there's so much posturing, especially over Taiwan. Not even to bring up like the the Uyghur Muslim situation, right? Like you know, China China seems to have an iron grip over things, even if stuff leaks out to the international media. Right, like you know, like nope, we're China. We've also got weapons that can destroy you, and you guys are all fighting amongst yourself. Meanwhile, we're just locking people down internally um, and continuing to to make things to export abroad. Yeah, that's the way it'll stay. Yeah, <laughs> for the foreseeable future, unless unless uh, Xi Jinping gets uh, kicked out. Yeah, that would that man. If you are correct and the rumors are true, that would be. That would be amazing. That's that's like uh, fiction, works of fiction, right there. To you know, to get that you know that high up or whatever in the government to take out that individual, because it's not you know like with the other international coups, right? It's always the CIA is arming the rebels, right? Mm. There's no fucking rebels in China that the CIA is arming. All that <laughs> all that shit's like going to Ukraine to fight off Russia. <laughs> No one is saying like, "Oh, we need we need a GoFundMe for the Uyghur Muslims so they can rise up and you know fight back," <laughs> or the it Taiwanese, <laughs> right? There's no money going to Taiwan. Yeah, in in uh, numbers large enough for you know for for the media to care or mention or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny that you know everybody's focused on on uh, Ukraine and uh, 
and uh, e- Elon even sent a whole bunch of uh, satellite systems over there for their internet. And that's marketing so, for Starlink. Well, sure. That comes out of the uh, marketing budget. But the, they're they're all you know trying to do good things over there. But there's there's people all over the world that that want that tech too. So so when he gave a whole bunch of stuff to uh, people in Ukraine. Uh, people in Iran were like, "No, we need it here, please!" Like they're censoring us. We need, we really need Starlink here. <laughs> so, yeah. like, Elon got thousands of messages from from people in Iran and, and other places in the world too. That you know, China that uh, don't have access to uh, uh, you know free information. So. Yeah. I mean, Iran is another one where it's like big protests going on right now over hijabs. <laughs> We don't want to wear them. We're not going to wear them. Burn them. Like, yeah. All right. Rise up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's and there's some still a lot of people that want to want to wear a face mask here. So that's how close we are to totalitarianism. You get some crazy person in there. No, no, you have to wear a mask from. Well, for a while it was cr- mandated here, right? Cr- from from <laughs> yeah, thing. but from from cradle to grave, that it, it could have been a thing, you know. <laughs> I'm always amazed when I still see people wearing the mask here. Well, there it's a little bit more surprising, but here it's. Uh, and they always it's, bring it's up a Japan, lot. It's a lot less, but but there's there's still there's still a lot of people that do wear it. Japan had the lowest COVID rates because their people always wore the masks voluntarily, because they're respectful culture, and if Americans were more respectful, we would have knocked COVID a long time ago. Nah, I don't believe it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't either. Well, you know, I said it from the beginning, you know, as as ineffective as government um, tools or policies were during COVID, like Hawaii did have the best chance, right? You're like, we're just locking everything down for two weeks or a month. No, no inbounds, no outbounds, you know. But as soon as you let the one inbound come in, it spreads again. So you got to, like, lock it down forever. Well, it was it was already here, and that's the that's the problem. Um, by the time they they implemented the lockdowns, we already had uh, over a hundred people with COVID here. Yeah, but and if you, if everyone was isolated and locked down, it would within a month it would pass, right, and not spread well, to anyone new. That's what you would think, but this virus was so virulent; <laughs> it was so easy to spread that it was impossible to contain. Yeah. And it was impossible to isolate completely. I mean, yeah, it's, so like even if you locked everybody up that you thought had COVID and, and w- welded them inside their room, chances are you still miss somebody. Yeah. And it was incubating in somebody else and it's spreading in somebody else. And it would just be a never-ending game of whack-a-mole, and that's what China's doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't work. You're right, but I wouldn't say lock up anybody who you think has it. You would have to lock up everybody, right? Like one yeah, month, one it, month of solitary confinement for everybody. But even then, you just you just can't do it. You can't enforce. You can't enforce it, and it just doesn't work. And I'm well aware. Yeah, but that's that was the that would have been the worst idea, freedom-wise but the best chance if implemented properly of eradicating. And if you said, you know, best chance, even then it's still just a chance. There's a 
big possibility even that fails. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway. <laughs> no, again, I'm, I'm glad they didn't go that far. All right, but I'm like, wow, you're isolated on an island already. Because that's, that's basically what Bill Gates said. He said that's that's what we you know, next the next one that comes around we gotta immediately lock down the whole planet make everybody stay in their house it's like are you insane well yes he's insane but yes <laughs> but but again that doesn't mean it wouldn't have been effective or mo- the most effective yeah most effective versus completely effective is is a oh. uh, is is a big chasm there fair fair point. But yeah, so Chinese economy taking a hit. Um, we'll I guess I guess that's my point. Unless it's completely effective, it's completely a waste of time. Was I was listening to a pod? I don't remember the exact point they were making, but I was listening to a podcast, and apparently, you know, because it's a communist regime, right? Like they're apparently not all that concerned about the international economic harm. I'm like, okay, you know, semiconductors don't make it to Europe or the United States. Fuck them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're we're more concerned about the COVIDs for whatever reason because it, you know, gives them the most amount of control over their population, even if it means a little bit of economic harm. And the economic sure. harm trickles down to, the, like, the poorest people in China yeah, with whom I mean, they don't care so- about anyway. The the real truth of China is that is that the people in power are more worried about their own people than their than anything else. They're so paranoid about losing their power over their people that you know that eventually they're going to lose it. There's you know there there are lots of people you know just like with the real estate collapse you know that the they they stop paying on their mortgage for the houses that 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 are never going to be built, um, and that spread throughout the country and they couldn't stop it from spreading and so yeah it's 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 going to end eventually i assume unless the people are just just love uh you know being a uh, strong-armed all the time but um yeah um I, I, that's that's what i think it's that they're they're so dumb and they're so afraid that they're going to keep doing stupid things until until they do lose their power. Yeah. Or until somebody else comes along and gives them something else to focus on, you know. Well, yeah, but if he's already, you know, I guess with the with the whole like disappearance thing, I can see how it's possible because they kind of they've done the same to their citizens. Mm-hmm. Right? Even even you know the the richest man in the world or whatever, Jack Ma from mm-hmm. Alibaba. Right, he got, he got the you know the the black bag and the talking to, before returning and you know turning over his company to the part to the party, mm-hmm. but even in that aspect of it, right, like, he's still just a party member, not an elite in the party itself. So for you know, for the for the coup to happen and to take down you know Winnie the Pooh himself, mm-hmm. seems man almost unfathomable, but we'll see. If I hear about it on Alex Jones, I'll start believing it. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta ask Alex Jones what's going on. What's going on, Alex? I do like you know, dis- despite his whole Sandy Hook uh, debacle going on mm-hmm. right now, you know, every a lot of uh, on a long enough time scale, Alex Jones is right. <laughs> you know, 
that's you know the the, the turning the frogs gay like that was a big deal and like oh yeah it turns out it's, it's happening <laughs> the other the other big one is like your 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 lights in your house are spying on you you know are you a fan of demolition man by any chance you seen that movie yeah yeah it was okay. it was good All um right. so from that movie you know i don't i lose a lot of street cred amongst privacy advocates and libertarians and anarchists alike because i've i have like alexa all over my home mm-hmm. might have just triggered her right now and i don't care like fuck it i got a cell phone we already know that thing spies on you so having you know the the amazon device around here um it's fantastic, but when you know when I walk in the door, I so like you know I I, I tell elect, I tell you know the device to illuminate, and my lights come on, and it's great, but that also means my lights are listening to me, you know, because it's <laughs> there there's stuff I have you know I have I have smart light bulbs along with smart outlets and a whole bunch of other stuff, <laughs> but it's just just funny, it's it's funny because it matters so little in my life whether or not it's spying because I've already got like the biggest spy device that the added convenience right makes up for it walking in with that bags full of groceries like turn on the lights and boom i can see where i'm yeah. going now so i don't even care i'll lose them i'll be i don't even know if i'd be a, a considered a hypocrite so much as i just lose street cred over it yeah i, w- I wonder how much it's really going to matter it seems like it doesn't matter so much right now but um you know it could it could um there there was uh, something else in the news that happened. It was, um, oh, yeah, another FBI whistleblower came out and said that, yeah, most most of the right-wing extremists that they're going after is, is uh, it's all entrapment. They're yeah, all, well, we've been saying that for years on this show. Yeah, 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 especially with the, the governor, what was that, Governor Whitmore? Whitmore, uh, yeah, the, the, ki- the kidnapping plot. Uh, created by the FBI, foiled by the FBI. <laughs> yep. Wouldn't have happened without the FBI. Uh, yeah. Poking and prodding. <laughs> well, not not only wouldn't have happened, but it was the most crazy, like, over-the-top story. Yeah. You know, they, they were going to kidnap somebody and then use explosives to blow up a bridge to cover their tracks or something. It's, it's, like, a, it's a work what? of fiction, man. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like you gotta you blow the bridge when you're escaping so they can't fucking follow you. <laughs> I've seen the movie. I know how this works. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then one of the charges doesn't go off, so one of the dudes has to jump out of the truck and sacrifice himself to fucking blow the bridge so the rest of his team can get away. Yeah. It's it's a trope, but yeah, the FBI. You know, the FBI does it domestically. The CIA does it internationally. It's 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 sad because it's the worst kept secret, right? And yet so accepted. Like even even the Joe Biden, you know, like you would need nukes and F-15s to take on the government, right? I mean, he said it. They believe it. And it's there. It's like it's out in the open. Like you, there's nothing you can do about it. You know. It but again, it's the, it's the same thing in, in China. They're, they're still afraid of losing this narrative that they're all powerful, and so they have to create fake <laughs> incidents to go after. It's like, yeah, um, yeah. They're they're they've completely lost their mind, and, and you know the, they've they've 
Dunn lost their mind a long time ago in China um, with the amount of control that they think they need. And then that's what the control freaks that are in power here want too, you know? It's like, well, the, the unfortunate thing for China is as a communist regime, right, that, that level of control is mandatory to maintain that system, right? Yeah, you would, you would think so, but, I mean, it, it, it doesn't really matter. You know, if, if they just right now said COVID is over, you know, no more lockdowns, then it would improve lives of, you know, millions, hundreds of millions of people, uh, and their economy would start to come back. Yeah. And it would hurt nobody in government. but that's a mark the economy coming back be a market function right not at the whims of of the communists oh yeah i know that's what i'm saying and they they need they they kind of need that market to come back so they can take credit for it right like oh yeah you know it's it's us we did that right like the whole like you know joe biden gas prices like look man i don't control the gas prices until gas prices start going down it's like look what i did to the gas prices (laughs) <laughs> they're finally coming down a little bit. I saw a clip of the 60-minute interview. It's like uh, inflation is go- going, it's inching up. It's not even, it's not even that bad. It could have been 8.2. It's only 8.3% <laughs> official numbers. Look, man, come on, man. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's prerogative of the government, of the state employees, to take credit where it's not due and to control as much as they can. Like that's, you know, that's, that's the fight, you know, that's the narrative that we fight against. Um, and the, you know, the, the unfortunate thing is I was listening to another podcast on my way home and I, I, I think he iterated it clearly enough is that the vast majority of people don't want freedom. They want safety. And I think yeah. that's, that's where the messaging of libertarians mostly and anarchists go awry is you're not going to convince the vast majority of people that freedom is beneficial if you're also telling them that freedom is dangerous. And then, but if you don't tell them that, you're purposefully misleading or lying to them directly. Like, freedom is dangerous, and it's still worth it, and you're most likely going to be better off with it, even though it's, it adds a little bit of risk. And most people... Don't want to hear it. Don't want the risk. You know, they want, they want their stimmies. They want their debt reductions. They want their handouts. They want their food stamps. And it's sad because that's, that's the vast majority of people. And so if, you're, if you happen to be around, you know, some freedom-minded, liberty-oriented individuals, well, then, you know, it's, you, you're luckier than most Um and then you're still surrounded by idiots, right? Like I, we talked, about, I think we talked about it a little bit, you know, either here or Free Talk Live. They run together in my head at this point. Um, the the mass migration during the COVID lockdowns to New ha- uh, to uh, Florida and Texas, and on a smaller scale to New Hampshire. And I said, well, the reason the reason New Hampshire got short shrifted on that is because we're supposed to have a Republican governor. And he fumbled that ball, right, by not acting like, you know, the other freedom-oriented Republican governors in Texas and Florida who went against the narrative of the COVID lockdowns and got people to come to their state. 
Mm-hmm. And yet there's, you know, the, the governor of New Hampshire here, I guess elections are coming up, um, is winning in the polls and is likely to get another term, despite being responsible for all the lockdowns here. And Republicans are still cheering, right? Because, ah, at least he's not a Democrat. <laughs> Can't have one of those. And in New Hampshire, it's a weird, it's a weird fucking trade-off when you get into the electoral politics side of things. Uh, because one of the biggest New Hampshire advantages is no income tax and no sales tax for the most part. There's a ridiculous prepared foods tax and you know property taxes, one of the highest in the country, if not the highest. But no sales tax and no income tax. And the, the only thing standing in the way of that is the Republican governor currently in <laughs> office. Because if, you know, if the Democrats win, right, they'll, they'll propose it in legislation and the Democrat governor will sign it in. So the only thing keeping us from, you know, from experiencing sales tax, income tax, is the Republican in charge. And yet, that Republican in charge has also vowed to veto any attempt to legalize recreational marijuana and other drug use. Right? So what do you want? Right? Do you, do you want to keep smoking on the down low and not have more taxes? Or do you want free legal weed, uh, but you got to pay for it, you know, through, through income and sales tax. And right now, the, the non-pot smokers are winning to, you know, keep the sales tax and the income tax out. But it'll come up again, and at some point we'll see. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I don't know. it's sad that that's the toss-up. There, there should be a way to go to go around him and say, yeah, it's not, it's not legal for the governor to make a decision about marijuana because um, it's, it's a, it's like a human right type of thing. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you know, the, the way to do that legislatively is to have the veto proof majority and they can't even get that right. We don't care if he vetoes it, we're going to override his veto and they don't have that. I don't know. Maybe it could be done through the court. Maybe. Well, you know, Yes, and there's there's been a handful of people already arrested for marijuana use and sales, et cetera, mm-hmm. that would have had standing to argue that case in court, and so far none have done so. And if yeah. they have, they have not been successful. Mm-hmm. Right, which is weird because even in New York, right? There was an article several weeks ago in New York, right? The people being released on drug charges were getting first cracks at running their own dispensary because they've already got the experience. <laughs> And I went, fucking fantastic, right? You know, broken clock, striking, you know, being correct, striking correct at least once or twice a day. New York figuring it out. They've, they've already got the experience selling drugs. Let them do it legally. And yet they ban other things. That is stupid. <laughs> Shall we do headlines or was there, did you have anything yeah, else? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Like I said, I've got a bunch of headlines, so... If you hear one that really strikes you, stop me, and we'll just get into it. Otherwise, I'll read this, and we'll see which ones we land on. Uh, Speaking of New York, headline, he didn't break any rules. New York City is demanding he pay a fine anyway. Uh, Headline, man scraps modified diesel truck after after government determines it's illegal through Facebook marketplace listing. A headline, work won't love you back, and that's how it should be. A headline, practicing politics as self-defense. 
Headline, Distractions, Scapegoats, and Rot. Uh, headline, How the Government is Causing a Credit Card Debt Crisis. Headline, New Study says smart thermostats actually slightly increase electricity and gas consumption. Uh, headline, most Americans say immigrants make the U.S. better, so why don't politicians do anything about it? Uh, headline, tribalism and electoral politics. Headline, Switzerland could be the first country to ban factory farming? Uh, headline, San Francisco passes controversial surveillance plan. Uh, headline, I am bread-pilled by Kropotkin's vision of a social utopia. And I will caveat that that one is, of course, from the Center for a Stateless Society, which is a left-leaning, left-market anarchist think tank, um, with whom sometimes I agree and most times I don't. Uh, headline, declining faith in both capitalism and socialism leaves what? And finally, headline, seven ways to improve your online debates. Any of those jump out at you? Wow, there, there's too many of them, so I'm going to let you pick your favorite. All right. Let's do this one because it's short um, and also dumb. Man scraps modified diesel truck after government determines it's illegal through Facebook marketplace listing. Do you like diesel, MC? Sure, uh, okay. sure. I mean, aside like... I, like, would you go out coal rolling others? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I don't really care for the uh, exaggerating it and, okay. you know, uh, fl flaunting diesel. But uh, my, my sister has a diesel truck, and it's really cool. Okay. And technically, you know, even though in a lot of places the gas, the gas is more expensive than regular gasoline, um, you got to weigh that out with the gas mileage you get. And diesels tend to get better gas mileage. Do you know anything about diff? D-I-F? Uh, sure. Okay. It's like an additive that you like all of a sudden forced to add to yeah, diesel. If if you want to improve your emissions. Okay. I thought it, it was helps. mandated. Is it not? It's it's mandated, but um, there's a way to get around it. Okay. Know, just, just disable it and okay. ha hack your car. Fair enough. Maybe that's what this guy did. We'll get into it. I kind of read sure. the article. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they mentioned it. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. yeah. I, just, I, was curious. I had a coworker when I was working in Hawaii, who had a, a diesel pickup truck. Um, and he would, you know, he, it was unfortunate that he would be coal rolling on occasion just because mm -hmm. you hit the accelerator, man, on the freeway, and it shit just spits out. <laughs> but he also modified it. You know, he, he modified the exhaust so it came out as a smokestack. Like mm -hmm. he ran the pipe, like through the bed of the truck and out by, you know, the cab of the pickup, mm -hmm. which was cool. Except that we used his pickup for the job. Like, he, you know, uh, we, had, we had the company, you know, work truck that we would rent. But for smaller jobs, you know, he got an extra stipend from the company to just, yeah, we just throw it in the back of John's truck, you know. And then all of a sudden, right, we couldn't really do that safely anymore because we'd stack everything up in the back of the pickup. And then there's fucking diesel soot all over it when we get to the destination. Mm -hmm. So unless it was a dump run, right, we always had to make sure that all of a sudden anything that went on the back had to be covered with blankets and tarps and all this other stuff. I was like, ah, dude, should have just let it shoot out the back into Granny's face, you know, <laughs> free, you know, because I think I think he was trying to be, you know, do the good deed, like the <laughs> like you know the other diesel semis and whatever, 
and make it go over the car, but they fucked it up for us at work. All right. That aside. <laughs> a New Jersey man listed his modified 2008 Dodge Ram 2500 on Facebook Marketplace. Shortly after the listing, he received a letter from the state government to restore the exhaust to factory stock or face fines or worse, have the truck crushed, reported the drive. Over the summer, Mike Sebo listed the truck on Facebook Marketplace. He included information in the listing that the Dodge, that the Ram 2500 had been quote-unquote deleted, a common reference by diesel truck lovers who have their emission control devices removed to increase horsepower and torque. However, such a conversion leads to more environmentally unfriendly emissions and results in the truck being not suitable for roadways due to the state's strict emissions rules. Weeks after the listing went live, New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection, DEP, notified Seabold that his truck was flagged and the exhaust would need to be restored to factory settings to meet the state's emission compliance. He said parts and labor to get the truck back to compliance would be more than $10,000. So he posted on Facebook, just a heads up for anyone listening, diesel trucks on Facebook, don't put all the details and don't trust the people asking questions about your truck. Just found out a few minutes ago that if I don't spend about $10,000 to set a truck back to stock, I'll be going to jail for 60 days. (laughs) A truck I did not delete, I bought it that way. What a free country we live in. Also just found out that it's illegal to sell the truck too. So it's literally thousands of dollars or jail, he posted in July. Siebold said he deregistered the truck, uh, though it wasn't enough to satisfy the DEP, who gave him until September 25th deadline to fix the truck or destroy it. After exhausting seemingly every option to save his pickup without spending thousands on repairs, he elected to comply. At the time of publishing, the truck is set to be crushed Friday, September 16th, the drive said, which was a week ago. So this truck is gone. According to DEP, Mr. Seabold had informed the department that he intended to bring his truck to the scrapyard on September 16th and have it destroyed. Although the department has explained to Mr. Seabold on multiple occasions that the department would extend the 60-day deadline cited in compliance requirements to give him his time to make the necessary repairs to the truck and return it to full New Jersey emissions compliance. Mr. Seabold has made the decision to scrap his truck, despite DEP offering him other options. Seabold told the drive that DEP never visited or inspected the truck in person. He believes the DEP decided to flag the truck based on the Facebook marketplace listing. An overreaching state government agency has weaponized a social media platform to combat tighter and tighter environmental restrictions on gas and diesel powered vehicles. Uh, Before the crushing, Seabold appears to have parted out the truck. He called DEP scumbags. Uh, This is from another social media post. I think it's relevant. Parts for sale. No reasonable offer will be refused this week only. DEP scumbags are having this truck crushed. Get the parts you need this week only. All parts are gone or claimed. The surveillance state is watching. So I hope by the time, you know, he parted it all out, it was just like the fucking frame. You know, (laughs) like, here you go. Like, what's what? What would make it, how much do you have to get rid of off the truck for it to be, you know, like compliant? Like, I know, you know, comparing it to firearms, um, 
in like a pistol, right? It's like the lower receiver on a, on a semi-automatic pistol is the firearm itself in most cases. So that's the only thing, you know, that's, that's legally the firearm. Everything else you can get, you know, over the, over the counter parts, whatever. So I wonder how much of this truck you could pull off, you know, like if you, if you, if you took out everything, you know, like took out the headlights, the wheels, the tires, you know, went down the line and just kept it for himself, you know, like not, not even let alone sell it. Like what would you have to buy to restore a truck, you know? Because that might have been an idea as well. So your thoughts, MC? Over overreaching government agency? Should he have left New Jersey? Time to get out? <laughs> yeah. Well, Close enough I to mean, New Hampshire? The threat of jail for 60 days is, is kind of silly. <laughs> I know yeah, he... I could, go ahead. Like if, if t- taking the truck away from him and doing something with it is would be would be the the simpler, cheaper way way to uh do things i guess well, that's, that's what they ended up doing right they crushed it they're, if they take it yeah. away they're gonna crush it like, yeah. that's it yeah but pay the, the money of, go to jail or destroy your property the threat of jail is like what what for <laughs> yeah. just makes sense because the law is the law mc and we are a nation of laws <laughs> laws are dumb <laughs> most of them yeah i yell you know I say most of them. I'd venture say all of them as well. Like there, there are natural consequences that exist in this world that I think would handle most of what you know the law currently attempts to do. I know here in New Hampshire, again, I I can include myself on this. A lot of us uh, register our older vehicles in Montana under either a corporation or a trust. Uh, because Montana does permanent registration for s- certain age vehicles. So I wonder what would have happened if he had, like, gotten this, you know, title switched over, right? Like, if he sold the truck, with, you know, to, to another corporation out of state, right? With New Jersey, what, like, what would the state of New Jersey do at that point? Sorry, you have to buy the truck back. You know, no, it's, it's already been sold. Title's been transferred. Would they refuse to transfer the title? Does it have to go back to New Jersey if you're if you're registering it in another state? I don't know how that works. Do you know how that works? Uh, no. I know. I got the when I did, when I did my two vehicles, uh, we just got the title right from from whatever, and then it just you know the title just got signed over uh, to a trust in Montana, and that title you know, went to the Montana Department of Motor Vehicles or whatever, or whomever does it on that side. And it's, bam, it's now titled in Montana and registered in Montana. Hmm. So I wonder, I wonder if that would automatically have resulted in New Jersey, like no longer having jurisdiction. Like, what would they do? All right, you're in jail for 60 days because you sold the truck. Like, I, I demand a jury trial, right? <laughs> would you take your chances in, in New Jersey with a jury trial? Over a truck, like like, would a jury convict? It's no longer <laughs> even in state, right? It's out of state at that point. Yeah, yeah. J- juries are interesting. Um, it, it would be nice to feel that, like, you, you could get some common sense juries out there, but most of them, I I think most people are just like, well, the, the law is the law, and they can't see through it, you know. Like, oh, Rosa Parks sat in the front of the bus. 
Well, she obviously deserves to go to prison. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> How stupid can you be? <laughs> you know? Well, they, like, people will show you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you are, you are correct, and I think, I think it's safe to say that we are both um, – I still am. I don't know if you still are, but at least at one point in time, we're fans of Larkin Rose, mm-hmm. the author, tax protester, activist, anarchist. Uh, I, I, you know, I think we talked before, and you still pay attention to some of his, I guess, newer offerings. I don't because it's paywall. I don't really listen to what he has to say anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get, I get it, and people should hear it. Um, but it's paywall, so I don't, you know, I, I know the message. We, I, I already agree with you, Larkin. We don't have to, I don't have to pay for that. Um, but, you know, one of the things that he has admitted to in the past was, you know, his, his belief in the jury system when presenting his defense of not paying income taxes, right? He, you know, he's like, surely once the evidence is presented, the jury will understand and at the very least, you can get one in, in, intelligent, sympathetic member of the 12, right, to, to, mm-hmm. to explain it to the others. And then he spent a year in jail because that was clearly not the case. <laughs> you know? So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult um, to, to trust the jury system. And yet at the same time, like, you're not going to get a better chance at a bench trial in front of the judge, like the judge, the judge has less. And I know some people disagree with this, you know, some like the judge has less incentive to go against the law. Like their whole career is predicated on what the law says and so on. So, you know, yeah. So sometimes the thing that I don't, I don't know works here sometimes, I guess, is that you, uh, you push for a jury trial. And since the court doesn't really like jury trials, uh, it's extra work for them. Then they'll they'll be more likely to make a better deal with you than if you don't yeah. push for a jury trial. So uh, almost all of the issues that come up do get uh, uh, ended in, a, in some type type of deal. So yep. And then that you know that also favors the prosecution because they the the deal for them is a victory because part of the deal is you admit to something, right? You yeah. plead guilty to something. And then your, the penalty is lessened. Um, I don't know if we've talked about it on here in a while, and I don't know if you pay attention to it at all, MC, but it's, it's close to home for me because it's a lot of coworkers that were involved, or a handful of them, that were involved in the Crypto 6 Bitcoin case here in New Hampshire with the raid of the Free Talk Live studios. Um, and I bring that up only to say that, you know, as an update, if you aren't familiar with it, it's now down to, like, the Crypto 1. So... Um, the high priestess of the Reformed Satanic Church uh, entered a plea of guilty a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, for a, a you know, and and for basically under duress. And I don't know if she's allowed to say that, but I will definitely say that. But it was, you can enter a plea of guilty on this lesser charge, or we're going to throw all these other charges at you, and you know how this is going to go. Right, hmm. you know, you can't trust the jury. You know, they'll stack the charges unless you plead guilty for something much less. And so, I don't know what charge she pled guilty to. I'd have to look it up. Uh, but it's on the record as she owes no restitution 
to anybody because there was there was no damage and no harm caused. Hmm. So they have they have this crime that they threw at her to which she pled guilty where there was absolutely 100% no victim. And that's on the record admitted to by the court. <laughs> and so in December, she'll get sentenced to who knows, right, what that's going to look like. Um, but had she not pled guilty, right, then she'd be facing, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten new charges based on however their laws are written, right, to obfuscate the truth, um, but the fact remains that there was no victim and therefore no real crime and yet, you know, felony plea of guilty in some form or fashion, uh, sentencing awaiting. And so the only one left of the crypto six, of the six people arrested for uh, selling Bitcoin for, you know, to, to simplify the issue, uh, is Ian Freeman, the lead host founding member of free talk live and all around decent human being. And dare I say the most principled person I have ever encountered in my entire life. Oh, that's good. <laughs> like, and I don't, I don't, I don't say that. Um, I don't say that lightly, right? Like, you know, there is having seen his activism um, having heard his positions on things, knowing him personally and his, you know, his just general uncompromising attitude, right? Like, I, you know, there's just, in my opinion, as far as principles and, like, the self-ownership and personal responsibility side of things, um, present company included, right? Like, I don't think there's, I, I can't think of anyone more principled, um, even if you don't agree with him on his principles, right? Like he sticks to it. <laughs> uh, and for things that don't even fucking matter, right? Like, so, uh, it's been a couple of years now, I guess to pick up some extra coin. I started doing ad sales for free talk live and we got an advertiser on board, uh, for kilts. Cause I'm a, I'm a big fan of kilts. I have several kilts. I wear kilts. Um, not all the time, but frequently enough where I'm like, hey, look at that. Rich is in a kilt. Um, and I got some weird ones, too. Like, I've got a kilt that fucking looks like a schoolgirl jumper. And, like, <laughs> I don't even mind calling it a jumper, but it's still one of the coolest kilts I own. Um, so we got a kilt advertiser on board. And at one point, like, Mark Edge, uh, the other co-founder of Free Talk Live and original host of the show, um, I guess over-promised you know, something to the, you know, to the, to the kilt people, like the kilts, you know, whoever's in charge over there. Like, oh yeah, go ahead. You know, it's part of the ad package. You know, we'll cut you guys a break on the cash, uh, but send over some kilts and we'll fucking model them and we'll wear them. And like, here's Rich's size, here's my size, and here's Ian's size. And so Ian gets the kilt. He's like, I'm not fucking wearing that. Like, I don't, I didn't, I didn't promise the kilt people anything. Mark promised them. And I don't have to do what fucking Mark promised. And I don't even want the kilt. So he got a kilt, you know, in his size. I don't know what happened to it. He gave it away to somebody. I don't know who's skinny enough to, to take it from him. But, like, dude, you know, what, what harm could come from you, like, putting on the kilt to take a couple of pictures 
to put on the website? Like, are you afraid of getting teased? You know, like, you know what I mean? Like just something as small as that, you know, just wear the kilt. Your business partner got you a kilt. Just put on the goddamn kilt, you know, (laughs) and take a picture, right? Like, look, this is Ian wearing a kilt. How bad could it be? But on principle and principle alone, right? Because it wasn't even necessarily like good for business, you know, just wear the goddamn kilt. Uh, he, he declined. And then Mark had to go like crawling back to them and say, hey, 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 me and Rich will wear the kilt. We'll take the pictures. Ian's not going to do it. Sorry. You know, because <laughs> Mark made a promise without discussing it with him. And like hell is he going to like abide by that in any way, shape or form. <laughs> so don't always have to agree with it, but goddamn stubborn on principle. Um, but he's the only one standing. And, you know, I don't know when his trial is slated to take place. Um, but apparently he's, you know, for years, libertarians, anarchists, you know, activists have been shouting at the top of the lungs, never take a plea, right? <laughs> Run it through the system until they're on trial, right? And facing a decade or more in prison. It's like, okay, I pled out. Sometimes you sometimes you got to take a plea because it's the best thing to do. I'm more effective on the outside than I ever would be on the inside. So in my case, it made sense to take a plea. But you, non-celebritarian, you should never take a plea, right? And I've I've heard this for for yeah. a decade or so, right? You've heard it too. <laughs> uh, and then you get the you know Mr. Principal himself, you know Ian Freeman, and has not taken a plea is going to fight this till the end. Likely, in, in my opinion, will has done nothing wrong, but they'll find a way to throw the book at him and find him guilty because that's, that's what they do. You know? like what, what, are the, what are the chances that five of the other six people have already admitted to some kind of wrongdoing, right? and he's being charged with you know, being the ringleader of them all, that they won't hang him on something else as well, with or without a victim. So it doesn't look good. But as a man of principle, you know, I think there was one news article. They interviewed Mark Edge. And at one news article, you know, he, 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 told, he told the reporter that Ian has a, like a martyr complex kind of a thing, which is possible. I mean, I guess he's like, you know, if, if Ian ever sees a cross, he will find a way to nail himself to it. And I thought that was <laughs> hilarious for a news article and probably unfortunately true in this particular case. So, sad times, but principled. And again, you know, when, when, the government, when the government wants to come after you, whether it's for selling Bitcoin or, yeah. mod, or buying a modified truck and trying to sell it, you know? Yeah, well, the, the, I was trying to think about it from, you know, from the government perspective and the, and the jury, uh, what, what the government is, the psychological what they're doing is is the big lie technique. You know, they'll say you know, Ian is guilty of you know something, and and uh, so they'll come out with you know a hundred charges or whatever, and and say, see, he's he's got all these things against him. He and then from the jury's perspective, they'll say, well, yeah, he's with all these charges, he's 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 probably guilty of some of them. Um, but that's the big lie technique. It's it's a lie so preposterous. Like, oh, this guy is guilty. Like, sell, selling Bitcoin is 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 bad, and and uh, that's the big lie. Like, there's nothing wrong with selling Bitcoin. 
you know, <laughs> that's the big lie. But some part of that must be true, and so that's where all the other charges come in, and then and then the jury can rationalize uh, their their feeling that well, if he's here, if if the government's coming after him, he must be guilty of something. Right. I think I you know I witnessed this. I don't know firsthand's the right word, but I you know the, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Mm-hmm. I watched every minute, every second that was available for broadcast of that trial, like start to finish. You know, if if they if there was courtroom video of that trial, like you know, that was my day. I went to work as soon as the trial started. I turned that shit on. I watched it all day, and then when I got home from work because I have to work a little bit in the middle of the day, right? I caught up to what was done for the day. So, however long that trial was. Eight hours of footage a day, basically. Uh, I saw all of it. And toward the end, right, when it was time for, you know, the jury to deliberate, um, there was, you know, there was discussion on the lesser charges, right? Hmm. Like, okay, we believe that Kyle Rittenhouse did these three things, right? But if you, the jury, don't believe that he was guilty of these three things... Um, here's some other smaller things related to these three things that he might have been guilty of. Right? <laughs> so if you can't if you can't get him on like premeditated murder, uh, can you at least get him on like an unlawful killing? You know, type of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had all these lists of lesser charges for the jury for the jury to take back. And it was there were so many questions and confusions. And it's been so long since I watched it. I you know I don't. I'm, I'm not talking out of my ass, but I don't remember all the specifics at this point. Mm-hmm. But it's basically like, okay, so you have count one and then sub counts A, B, and C. If you don't get them on A, then you have to start discussing B. And if you don't get them on B, you have to start discussing C. And this went on for like all the counts, right? So it was goddamn near a miracle, right? After listening to all this, that they came back with not guilty across the board, Mm-hmm. Right, and and set him free, and so you know with the with the uh, st- with the charge stacking with the big lie as you said, MC. It will also be damn near a miracle if the jury comes back not guilty on all of these stacked charges and and the entire big lie uh, that they'll be that they'll be confronting uh, Mr. Freeman with. Let alone like you know just let the dude sell his truck. You know it's been on the roadway. <laughs> I don't know when he bought it. Right? The article doesn't say when he bought it, but it, it's been on the road from that point in time until now. He was dry, He got it registered in New Jersey, right? It passed whatever inspections, emissions, or whatever they had to do. Um, and then and he tries to sell it. Uh, a long time ago, I was, uh, this was like in the early aughts when eBay first became a thing. Uh, or started to get popular. You know, I've I've had my eBay account I think since like 2001, or maybe you know around that time, and I would buy and sell video games on there, and I got scammed on, I think it was like NHL 99 for the Dreamcast or something like that, or maybe two 2K something I forget whatever it was. It was it was a hockey game for the Dreamcast, um, and when I looked at the listing, it was such a good deal that I immediately clicked like, oh, fucking buy it now, buy it now, you know, before someone else scooped it up. Well, when it came back to me, 
when I when I received it, it was you know it was a bootleg copy of the game, right? So like, oh shit, there's no way I'm going to get a refund. So I relisted it on eBay. You know, I said, hey, bought this on eBay. It got delivered. It's a bootleg copy of the game. I'm willing to take a loss. You know, buy it on the cheap. And then it was immediately like flagged and removed. And, you know, one strike against her eBay account for trying to sell bootleg knockoff merchandise. And it's like, you motherfuckers, you know, <laughs> like I bought this on your site. You clearly allow it, you know, but you allow it deceptively, right? If, if, if someone is scammed selling bootleg merchandise or for, from purchasing bootleg merchandise, no problem. But the minute they try to recoup some of their losses through your own service, by being honest about it, right, then you get the flag. So it's not, it's not you know, $10,000 worth or however much he was trying to sell the truck for. You know, it's like a, uh, it was like a $20 game. And so now, technically for me, it's like a $45 game because I had to buy the original. I had to buy a, a real copy of it in addition to the bootleg copy that I might have thrown away at this point. I don't know if I even kept it. It doesn't matter anymore. Just, you know, collector item for the shelf. Um, but they, they penalize honesty, right? Mm-hmm. Like they went, you were being honest in your listing, and now you have to, you know, lose out on $10,000, spend 60 days in jail, or eat the sale price of the truck by having it destroyed for being honest, right? If he had lied about it, if he were, like he said, you know, just a heads up, don't, don't tell the truth, right? Keep things hidden, when posting this stuff so that you don't run afoul of the state. And so by their own methods and mechanisms and dare I say madness, uh, the state encourages deceptiveness amongst the populace because you're better off. You're better off hiding the truth. You're better off lying. You're better off not saying anything. You know, and that's, that's the society that, you know, that then becomes the direction that society goes and it's a no wonder you know things are as clown world as they are now right because because society has determined it to be so um through acts of the government part of it uh and by compliance of the populace and the population right like i said it's the the worst hidden you know the, the worst lies out there or you know the the uh the CIA doing their stuff abroad, the FBI doing their stuff domestically, right? It's like it's out in the open. You can't even hide it. There, it's in your face, and people ignore it because uh, they don't want to believe it. They can't handle the truth. They want to be safe. They want to be coddled. They want to be held. And it's just, you know, that's the direction that we're going. Um, real quick, as far as, like, societal things are concerned, did you see the... Um, the Canadian woodshop teacher, by any chance? Uh, the one dressed with the huge bazungas. Right. The ones with the huge bazungas. Yeah. So I don't care, right, like personal choice or whatever. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it. That if I had, you know, my son's in high school, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't know how comfortable I would be with him in that class. Like I don't, I don't find that behavior to be respectable for a a person in a teacher's position personally, 
but I don't care, right? Like if the, you know, the school stands behind him or her fine by me, take your kids out of the school or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, what got me in the article that I read about it was it's a violation of Canadian human rights to criticize that person. (laughs) So you can't, you can't even say anything bad about that, right? Like they can do that fine the school can stand behind them fine right but if you go like this is outrageous and whatever and this is you know i object right that's a that's a human rights violation in canada and you know again i mean that's that's what jordan peterson was his whole thing was against regulation of speech and it's like how can you how can you say you can't criticize somebody right and but but it, it it's not just that you can't Right, it is criminal to do so. Yeah, and I, I just, I, I loathe the, the day that that type of policy makes its way south to the United States. Yeah, but it's coming because this is clown world, and it's just a matter of what are you going to do? What are we going to do when it arrives? Final thoughts, MC. Um. I don't think it's coming to the U.S., at least not in my lifetime. But Really? Yeah. All right. I'm optimistic. Drag show stripper hours for kindergartners is already a thing. This was well, at least high and, school age. And, the, and that even uh, hit a snag because uh, some, some you know, banks and stuff pulled out of funding. In and, one uh, case. Yeah. In one and, case. Okay, but it's not – it's like – there's all kinds of crazy shit going on in the world. You can't you can't base your your view of the world on the the extremes. Well, whereas you are generally correct, you can't base your worldview on the extremes. It's not it's not that I'm worried about the extremes. My concern is the direction things go when those extremes move toward the middle and become the norm. And I don't think they are really. Okay. Fair yeah. point. That'll do it for us. You guys know where to find us. Anarchistexperience.com on Telegram, t.me slash anarchistexperience or t.me slash the anarchistexperience. And if you would like to contribute to this show financially, you can still do so through Patreon. Patreon.com slash the anarchistexperience. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.